You're listening to a podcast edition of Closer to Truth. For more information about this series, visit our website, closertotruth.com. I stare at that awesome photo, the Hubble Extreme Deep Field, an almost empty patch of dark night sky, less than one ten millionth of the total sky, reveals more than 10,000 galaxies, each galaxy with billions of stars and planets, some with hundreds of billions. How breathtakingly vast the universe. Yet in each cubic meter of space on average, The universe as a whole has only one atom. Still, over billions of years, gravity has gathered those atoms together, forming galaxies, stars, planets, such that life and mind, human beings, we could emerge. I am compelled to ask why. Why is the universe like this? I am compelled to seek meaning, purpose, a reason. But does the cosmos have a reason? I'm Robert Lawrence Kuhn, and Closer to Truth is my quest to find out. It is human nature to seek meaning, purpose, or reason. We cannot do otherwise. This does not mean, of course, that there is meaning, purpose, or reason, but it's a place to start. Traditionally, religion gives reason, whether the purpose of a personal God in Western religions or the meaning of cosmic consciousness in Eastern religions. But science has a different test for truth, and neither a personal God nor cosmic consciousness can pass it. Can science even deal with questions of meaning, purpose, reason? I begin with a physicist who thinks hard about the deep implications of science. The author of books about frontiers of knowledge and the future of science, Michio Kaku. Michio, here we are, scientists, human beings, who seem to have our hands on the fundamental nature of reality. Quantum physics at the smallest area general relativity, and all the remarkable discoveries of cosmology, seeking a final theory. We're getting very close to really understanding it. Is there any meaning to all of this? Is there any reason? Can we ask the why question? Well, I think it is legitimate to ask the why questions because in some sense, our role in the universe, where do we fit in this larger scheme of things, that's the ultimate goal of science itself. Now, remember that there's conflicts. When Galileo, for example, turned his telescope to the heavens, people immediately asked him, where's heaven? The purpose of life is to live a good life to go to heaven. That's why we are here. That gives us meaning to go to heaven. And they asked Galileo, where's heaven? And Galileo looked, and he looked, and we're still looking. And we see no heaven out there. And so science forces us to push back the boundaries of what we know, where we are in the scheme of things. And I think it's a good thing because I think we know where we stand with regards to the much larger universe. Some people say, well, if you're so smart, you physicists know so much, is there a unified theory of happiness? Is there a unified theory of meaning to it all? 
Well, I personally don't believe that there is an equation out there written in the sky which says, this is it, folks. This is the meaning of the universe. This is what you've been struggling for. I don't see that. However, I do see the search for a theory of everything illuminating how we fit into the larger scheme of things, our role in the universe. But then people say, but, but that's not what I want to know. <laughs> I want to know, what's in it for numero uno? What's, what's my meaning in life? And I tell people the following. It's too easy to have meaning just plop down from the heavens onto our lap. We have to work for it. We have to create our own meaning. It's a process of self-discovery. Now, for me, example, I tend to think that all of us are born with certain talents, certain abilities, and we have to reach the maximum of our capabilities and potential. Why? To make the world a better place. That doesn't mean that the trumpets are blaring when I make that statement. But for me, this is my purpose in life. Well, certainly, whatever your purpose is, it now must conform to the laws of physics. That's a given. Beyond that is the question. Is there some larger purpose, or is the only purpose that which we derive and maybe some would say artificially. Maybe the, the, the meaning that you're talking about is sort of a trying to uh, uh, tack on artificially a meaning to where no meaning exists. Why don't you come clean and say, as a scientist, here are the laws. You have to conform to it. I don't see meaning in it, and that's it. Well, I think there's a spectrum of answers that you get when you interview cosmologists and theoretical physicists. On one hand, you have the people who say the universe is pointless. There is no point, dummy. <laughs> You're trying to put human values on something that has no human values. On the other hand, you will get physicists, mainly old-fashioned ones, but they say that the purpose of life is to glorify God. That's why they discover the laws of physics. That's the purpose of the universe. Well, I don't think that this scale is the proper way in which to look at the full dimension of things. I personally don't think that you're going to find meaning in a unified field theory. An equation which explains electrons and neutrons and protons is not going to make you happy, okay? <laughs> okay. We're putting that off the table, that there's not going to be some ultimate guidelines, some ultimate equations, some ultimate... No email system. from heaven. No email from heaven, but something that you infer, that you create yourself. But is that, is just, that just sounds like a rationalization to me. It, it, it's trying to impose something that nothing's... Maybe it'll make us feel better, and I'm all for that. Take care of the Earth, take care of our families, that's fine. But at the end of the day, it is really kind of irrelevant. I don't think so, because it gives structure and meaning to life. Freud, for example, was asked, what is the meaning of life, right? And he said, well, what gives us structure, what gives us meaning in life are two things, okay? To work and to love. And if you think about it, we as human beings need to work, we need to love, or else we go insane. We live a pointless life, of a pointless existence. And I think that's a very foundational question, that any theory of meaning has to embrace the very foundations of who we are, that we have to work and we have to love. Now, what does theoretical physics say about this? Well, it may talk about creation, it may talk about the harmony of the universe, the glories of equations and so on and so forth, but it's not going to tell you how to be a better person. It's not going to fulfill that yawning gap inside your soul that says, why am I here to begin with? And that's why I say the process of self-discovery is the way to do it. To some people, they say, well, it's a cop-out. I want that email from heaven. Hey, it's not coming. <laughs>
No email from heaven, no surprise. I can imagine myself creating my own meaning, purpose, or reason. I find myself doing it. But satisfying, it is not. Big meaning with a capital M needs some deep or ultimate sense. Meaning, purpose, or reason that is self-created is, to me, self-defeating. So can meaning, purpose, or reason be anchored in reality? I look to the only reality we really know, the physical universe. I meet a cosmologist who revolutionized understanding of how the universe began and how stunningly vast multiple universes may actually be, Alan Guth. Alan, when I think of what inflation means and what happens in such a small period of time that generates universes beyond belief, and then when you think of the multiverse, I can't decide whether I should be depressed because there's no meaning or purpose or be absolutely elated that we human beings can understand this. It's a bizarre schizophrenic view. Do, do you find yourself with some of those same things? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. I, I think we are in a schizophrenic situation here. Uh, but I would add that's not all my fault. <laughs> uh, even before inflation, we lived in a visible universe where there were 10 to the 10 stars in our own galaxy yeah. and 10 to the 10 galaxies in our visible universe. and the possibility, at least, that some substantial fraction of those stars have planets around them. And that means that even without inflation, there's the obvious situation that we're very small uh, compared to the size of the universe. Well, you certainly made the problem worse. <laughs> Maybe so, but when it's already 10 to the 22 stars, uh, it doesn't really matter if it gets much bigger, I would say, philosophically. Uh, so I won't accept much of the blame, just a little. <laughs> so I think what it means is that we should accept the fact that, uh, that we're responsible for the meaning of our own lives, uh, that cosmically uh, we're presumably not important. Our Earth will live and die, and uh, if you're looking at the cosmos as a whole, you would never notice that the Earth even existed. So I think we have to accept the idea that it's the human race that creates the importance of the human race. The fact that the human race can see so far beyond itself is really a remarkable thing. Cosmology as a, as a science is measured in decades. That's right. And, and, and from my point of view, the successes are almost miraculous. I mean, the fact that we can predict what the fluctuations should look like in the cosmic background radiation uh, on the basis of pure theory, and then people can go out and measure it and find exactly what was predicted, to me is just fantastic. I think it's a remarkable achievement for the human race that uh, we've reached this point. And I think it is something that we should feel very proud about, and I do. <laughs> <laughs> to Alan, the universe is so big and we humans are so small. The cosmos, he says, sets for us no meaning and no purpose. But we can make our own meaning and our own purpose in our own lives. But made-up meaning feels like fantasy. I like to read fiction, not believe it. Perhaps human capacity is too limited. What could possibly enhance it? What could be smarter or more aware than humans? Extraterrestrial intelligences? Could sentient aliens help us find meaning? I asked two scientists who lead the search for extraterrestrial intelligences, Jill Charter and Doug Vakok. Jill, Doug, I have this sense, the work that you do with the search for extraterrestrial intelligence can reflect 
in a way different than everyone else I'm talking to on this question about the potential of reason or purpose in the cosmos. Is, is, does that make any sense? I might prefer to answer the question, what might the universe maximize as, as a way of dealing with purpose? And the thing that the SETI, uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, brings to the table that's quite different than other views is, is we might be able to find that the universe for maximizes the number of biological life forms, intelligent life forms. That, that might be that the, all of the laws of physics and chemistry interact in this universe so that that's the end product. That's a very significant statement if that were the case. And I don't know how else you might conclude that. It, it, it also might be that the universe operates to maximize the number of black holes. And uh, or or some other thing, but but this is one particular small cut at uh, what it might the universe might be all about. What it's the best at making. And we can potentially say something about purpose or rationality or meaning in a broader sense too. You know, the the ideal would be if we receive a signal from another civilization, there's a message embedded in it. And then the question becomes, what is universal? We often think of mathematics as being potentially universal. You know, I I would love it if a series of prime numbers is the first thing that we get. But we have to ask, um, are there certain mathematical principles that any technologically sophisticated civilization would know. So that gets into a question about whether there is some inherent reality to mathematical concepts, whether that's somehow tied in to the physical structure of the universe. If we can get just the knowledge that another civilization has intended to send us a message, that that gives us a sense of purpose, which is that there are beings out there who have a purpose and intent on making contact. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Purpose can just mean intent. Purpose could be something that may not be inherent in the physical structure of the cosmos, but maybe something that arises in the same way that we human beings have individual purposes. Maybe there are purposes and intents of other intelligent beings as well. The possibility of the existence of extraterrestrial intelligence or over generations after generations the lack of finding it. How would either of those answers reflect on our understanding uh, of, of purpose in the universe? Let's take the, the lack of other intelligent species. I think it would be a very intriguing problem to understand how chemistry, which seems to be a deterministic process, yes. and biology, which arose from chemistry, did not happen anywhere else. How is the universe constituted so that it could have happened only once or only now? If we are indeed so alone, does that put extra responsibility on humanity to do more things in the, in the cosmos? Some have actually argued that, that if we um, search for hundreds or thousands of years and don't detect any intelligence out there, that that makes life all the more precious on Earth. Well, I think if, if we were to find ourselves in that position, I think I would be more inclined than I am now to ask why and then to entertain this idea of purpose. If indeed there is only a singular intelligent species. 
within the cosmos. And on the other hand, if if there are other intelligent civilizations, is there something about that that, that naturally brings this forth? And is there something built into the universe about that? I mean, the exciting thing of what you do is that any answer reflects deeply on this question. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with you at all. <laughs> to me, whether we humans are alone or not alone in this vast cosmos speaks to questions of meaning and purpose. How so? Intelligent, self-aware life seems such an odd thing. What would a universe teeming with intelligent, self-aware life mean? But if human intelligent, self-aware life were unique, what would that say about the universe and about human existence? Religion lays claim to these kinds of questions as if it's its sovereign territory. Scientists of the Christian religion voice no vacillation in finding meaning and purpose in cosmology. I go to London to meet physicist Russell Stannard. Russell, I, like you, was trained in the sciences, but I, unlike you, have wrestled my entire life with the existence of God. So I am fascinated why you, as a high-energy physicist, have a strong conviction in the existence of God. I, I don't uh, you know, adopt a religious a point of view as a result of looking at the world. It, it's not a question of looking at the world for evidence of God's existence out there. I am religious because I have a personal relationship with God. I am never alone. No, nobody might be with me, no, no, no human beings, but I am never alone and, and I have this deep sense of, of the presence of God and that is why I am religious. But then having said that, okay, as a scientist, I, I do have to say, well, how, how does this conviction that there is a God, how does it dovetail in with, with what I see, okay? And when I look at the world, well, first of all, I see that there is a world. Something exists. Now, if nothing existed, would that require explanation? The answer is no. Why, why should something exist? As soon as something exists, a world exists, then it's a big question. Why does it exist? What is keeping it in existence? Why is it this world rather than some other? All sorts of questions come up. And so intellectually, I then say, OK, well, what is the ground of all being? And that is, that is, that is God. And as such, it, it's, a, it's a very different sort of mindset to what, what most people have. As you probably know, uh, our current view of, of, of the universe is, is that it started with a Big Bang. And many people think of God as being the cause of the Big Bang. That, that, that doesn't work because uh, we, we think of the Big Bang as being the beginning of time and a cause would have to happen before the, before the effect, which would be the Big Bang. So your God did not cause the Big Bang? No, there wasn't a cause of the Big Bang. The whole, the whole question, what caused the Big Bang, is a non-question. It, 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 it's, it's meaningless. Uh, God comes into, in, into the, the picture as being the ground of all being. Uh, his creativity is, is part of all instants of time, not, not just the first instant of the Big Bang. That's why theologians talk about God the sustainer as well as God the the creator. So that, that, that's how I see God coming into it. Your argument that the question of what caused the Big Bang is a meaningless one is a very legitimate 
question that many analytic philosophers and others have pointed to as a reason for eliminating the totality of the need for God. Because if you don't have a cause of the big bang or there's a self-causation or something there, then God is unnecessary. It certainly gets rid of a naive understanding of God, namely that God existed on his own for eternity and then at some point in time decided to create a big bang and we're on our way. Yes, it gets rid of that kind of God, but that is Aunt Sally. You know, you're just putting up an Aunt Sally and locking it down. So how then do I, as, as a religious believer, explain the cosmos? Um, I would say that I, I differ somewhat from my fellow scientists. Fellow scientists seem to simply accept the world as a given. You know, the, their job is just simply to explain it. But for me, the world is not a given. It, it's, there's a reason behind it, and, and that reason is, is God. God is the underlying ground of all being. I am part of that cosmos, so I owe my existence to God, and therefore I have to find out what the purpose, what purpose God had for creating the world and for, for creating me. Russell does not try to read God into Big Bang cosmology. I appreciate that. He starts with his personal relationship with God, then has God as the reason for the existence of everything, and only then does he see God as consistent with scientific cosmology. The argument works, but depends entirely on its first premise. And what if I do not have such a personal relationship with God? I can rely only on the universe itself. I'm escorted by a physicist who won the Nobel Prize, Frank Wilczek. I think cosmology doesn't necessarily supply meaning, but it definitely supplies insight. You might have thought, and people did think, that uh, the universe was the unfolding of some narrative, that it had maybe even a moral to the story. But that's not the way it seems to work. What we see in cosmology is the unfolding of magnificent but cold, abstract equations. You might have also thought, and people did think, that mankind occupied a very central place in the universe, but it doesn't seem to be that way. The universe is very, very big, um, and we seem to be on a rather small planet around a rather average star and just another galaxy out of many billions of galaxies that have been discovered so far and more are coming into the horizon all the time. What still might be special about us that cosmology suggests is that maybe intelligence is very rare in the universe. So in that sense, uh, we're special. That's not ruled out. Personally, I think, based on the history of life on Earth, that probably life is very common, but intelligence is quite rare. That means that, from the human perspective, the universe is quite extravagant. You have to create all this stuff, most of which is barren, empty, so that in a very rare corner, you could find intelligence capable of understanding it all and appreciating it at some level. The fact that the universe is based upon these cold equations 
these equations do have a simplicity, they have a beauty, they have a, a symmetry. The universe has very simple equations when you think about it. The basic underlying equations are simple, but because they have various instabilities, they can form structures that can eventually evolve complexity. But does that simplicity of the underlying equations uh, uh, give some, uh, some special insight into what it's all about? If so, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it seems to be more negative, that different uh, hypotheses about the meaning of life that have seemed very plausible to people in the past come to seem much less plausible when you realize that the underlying structure is mathematical. Most scientists see no reason for the cosmos. Many would dismiss why questions when applied to the entire cosmos as irrelevant and perhaps meaningless. But they say we can make up our own meaning. It's nice to make up our own meaning, invent satisfying, stimulating reasons for life and living. But isn't making up meaning like a kind of drug? You feel good for a moment. But because it does not reflect reality, it may in fact distort reality. Some see reflections of their religious beliefs. Just a hunch, but the ET question might provide insight. Whether intelligent life in the universe is plentiful, rare, or wondrously unique to us, each its own clue of what the universe is all about. Some scientists look to mathematics, not meaning, as the foundations of the cosmos. Here's what nags me. Even if the underlying structure of the cosmos is mathematical, is it a lucky coincidence that the deep way the world works is so comprehensible? It takes more than luck to get closer to truth. To watch complete conversations with over 100 of the world's leading thinkers on cosmos, consciousness, and meaning, visit our website, closertotruth.com.